Good evening and welcome to the List Weights and Let's Cookies podcast. I'm your host Leanne. You've got me on my own again, I'm afraid, um, but I do have some guests lined up. Um, but trying to organise when everybody is free is very difficult in the modern world, as we all know. So um, you'll have to wait a little while longer until I'm joined by somebody else. But obviously feel free as well to drop me any messages, any uh, ideas of anyone you want me to talk to um, on the podcast as well. But today it's just myself and I'm going to talk about fitness and health fads um, and the whole new year, new me. Um, I'll start on Monday phrases because they always seem to be linked to these fads and yeah it's a bit of a follow-on from my previous podcast of kind of the the tips and advice on how to get started and how to be consistent on your journey. So today I wanted to talk about the I guess a mix of diets where it comes to like you know the whole keto uh, or Atkins, uh, Slimming World or Weight Watchers, people doing like detox diets where it comes to like you know drinking cabbage soup teas or whatever it is I don't know these days what the hell uh these diet fads are or you know doing whole slim fast or shake diets and things like that so I kind of wanted to talk to you about how they work and do they actually work um and also what happens when you stop those diets as well because I don't think that's really put out there enough you know, they're very well advertised in terms of, you know, oh, you can lose this much weight uh, this quickly. But no one ever tells you what happens or kind of what to expect when you stop doing them. Um, because let's face it, a lot of people do these diet fads, especially the detox diets or shake diets, you know, for a for a holiday or for a, an occasion or an event. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to talk to you about that. So, in terms of um, how they work, as with every diet, they put you in a calorie deficit. So yes, of course they work because you're eating less calories than you're burning. But in terms of how they work, um, they basically reduce a food group or reduce food altogether in the terms of detox diets or slim or shake diets. But basically, so with keto and Atkins, obviously, as we all know, they're all, you know, the low carb diets or zero carb. And the likes of like Slimming World, they look at low fat. So they basically almost cut out a food group. And from my own personal experience of doing Slimming World, yes, you can lose weight on a low fat diet. But obviously, you become very reliant on like light muller light yogurts and things like that that are very heavily processed full of lots of sweeteners things like that to replace obviously the fat and the, the taste that you get from fat and obviously I've tried keto um before as well and don't get me wrong it wasn't too bad but I literally only lasted like a couple of weeks because I like carbs and realistically, mostly what you're eating is, you know, um, very high fat foods. It doesn't really look at saturated fats or healthy fats. It works for some people, but it doesn't work for me anyway. Slimming World and Weight Watchers, I would kind of say they're an exception slightly. Um, but they they don't really teach you about nutrition. And they don't really need to teach you about food groups either um, and how to manipulate your diet and how to manipulate the, the the foods that you're eating to eat a balanced diet basically and they don't teach you about cooking your own food um and they focus mainly on on your scale weight as well 
and there was Slimming World, obviously, every week was a weigh-in. And it was majority of the time, it was about that number on the scales as to kind of how successful you'd been that week on your diet. And at the moment, like I weigh myself every single day, <clears throat> but it's purely for the data for my coach. Now, if I was cutting at this moment in time, I was on prep, then yes, the scale weight would probably come into play a little bit more because obviously we'd want to be seeing that going down slightly. But as I'm in the gym and I'm training weights, even if I'm dieting, the likelihood is I'm probably still going to be putting on some muscle. So the scale weight doesn't really come into play all that much. And my weight fluctuates, as does everybody's weight um, all the time. So obviously I weigh myself every single day and some days, like I think some days it can go down like a pound a day for like three or four days or it can stay the same or then all of a sudden it'll spike and I've probably eaten nothing different or I might have eaten something different um, and it jumps up by like three pounds, but then it'll come back down again. Um, it's all about the water that your body's holding and the salt that you're eating in your foods. That's why I don't think people get into a good relationship with diets when they're purely focused on the scales like they do at Slimming World. I know a lot of people might take diet pills or do these detox diets and yes they eventually will reduce your appetite but it's long-term effects of that aren't going to be beneficial for you and because they're so strict there's less adherence to the diet as well so I know myself like I spoke about in my previous podcast that if I'm stuck on a, a strict meal plan, I'd be very likely to fall off the wagon very quickly. Um, now, I know obviously when I go on to prep, um, my diet might become a lot stricter. But uh, with macro tracking, at least I can change my diet every day. Um, I can sacrifice some foods to have something else that I really, really fancy that might be higher in calories, but I'm allowed to have that. Whereas with these stricter diets, especially when it comes to um, like shake diets and things like that, where basically all you're doing is eating a shake per day. Uh, so a shake for, for shake per day, that would be definitely, you'd definitely lose weight on that one. Um, a shake per meal and then maybe having like a, a 500 calorie tea or something like that. Doesn't really give you much variety in your diet or your day. Um, and people very quickly become bored. And obviously, as I said, you know, at the, the beginning of the podcast, these diets are purely what well, mainly used for like dieting down for a holiday or a big event or something like that. So there's no real long term plan or um, results that get get noticed on these on these diets. And obviously they, the, the results will happen pretty quick because you've if you've been eating you know, a really bad diet, eating a lot of calories, and then you suddenly go onto a diet like this, then absolutely you'll lose a lot of weight very quickly. But it isn't sustainable. And that's where I'm going to come on to next. So basically when you when you stop doing these diets, and Slimming World Weight Watchers, like I said, there's a little bit more education with those ones, and I'm not shaming them whatsoever because that's how I lost the bulk of my weight in the beginning. But I personally wanted to continue on my journey and I personally wanted to learn more about the foods that I was eating and the calories that I was consuming and whether or not I was eating the right foods for my training and for the purpose of what I wanted to do but for I guess your average Joe um, who 
is doing the diet just to lose a little bit of weight um, and then thinks, oh, I've lost the weight now, I'm going to stop. There's not enough education as to how to kind of adapt that back into the real world um, to eat more intuitively, to eat more balanced. Because like I said, with, with Slimming World, the the way that works is it's low fat. So as um, I discovered when I was doing Slimming World, the amount of sins for an avocado or for so much avocado was the same amount of sins for a Big Mac. Now that's not teaching you, you know, what food is the best to eat. If you're on a Slimming World diet and you've got 15 sins and it's 15 sins for an avocado, for a piece of avocado on your salad or it's 15 sins to go and have a Big Mac, of course you're going to go and have a Big Mac. But what's the better choice there? The better choice is obviously having some avocado on your food because it's like healthier fats, it's good for you. Um, whereas a Big Mac isn't going to give you all that nutrients that you're going to need. So there's less education in those programs about the right foods to fuel your body. And it's almost like shaming a food group as well, like fats are bad or carbs are bad. And a lot of people get into very bad relationships with food and find it very hard to adapt back to, you know, eating more fat in their diet, which as a woman we need um, in terms of hormones and regulating hormones. So yeah, it's just a, it's just a very difficult one to kind of maneuver off from. And for example, if you're going on like a shake diet, which is all well and good for a holiday, um, you might lose a stone. But as soon as you go on holiday and you start eating actual food again, or when you come home um, and you're eating normally and you're not doing the shake diet anymore, then you'll soon um, put weight back on again because you're eating things that you've been craving. So you're likely to binge, you're likely to eat more than you probably would before would have before and also you'll be eating more saltier foods so you'll hold a lot more water weight as well so yeah there's, there's a few things there that obviously in terms of adjusting and transitioning back to a regular um eating pattern so to speak it's a lot more difficult for people to do now for me i've tracked, tracked my macros for the last couple of years as you know, coming up to three years probably this year, I can have days now where I don't track my food. And yes, I might have a few days where I go out and I have a bit too much to eat, but they're rare. But generally, if I wanted to not track my food, which I actually quite, I actually did for a couple of months this year. So I took a break from having a coach and obviously I had my macro set and some days I had my macros, some days I didn't, some days I just ate what I wanted to eat. But intuitively after tracking my food for so long, I roughly know, you know, how much meat to have, how much, how many carbs to have, what kind of portion of oats to have. You know, I know that if I have more than 10 grams of peanut butter on my porridge or something, it's it's going to be quite high in fat. So if I want to have something a bit fattier that I know would be a bit fattier later on in the day, then I'd probably not risk putting too much fat on my porridge it's things like that that you're able to adapt and actually kind of go by a normal life intuitively eating without having to worry about tracking food or sticking to a, a plan or a diet you can actually just go out there and make better choices which I think is very important and I think a lot of why a lot of people 
kind of diet, um, come off diets, put weight back on, go back on diets. And they're continuously on this vicious, like a vicious cycle where they never seem to kind of sustain it long term. Now, in terms of other fads, um, and some of them really infuriate me. So I do apologize if any of you out there are doing dry January or Veganuary. Now, I'm not saying that they're bad. Don't get me wrong. They just infuriate me. I mean, and they work by building up new habits, um, which is amazing because building a new habit is the key to success in anything. For example, it allows you to start small with something. So, for example, if you feel like you want to give up drinking, then it gives you kind of like a bit of a purpose for the month to go, right, I'm going to do it for this, I'm going to do it for a charity or whatever. And eventually, you know, after you've done it for 30 days, it may become a habit and you may not be that bothered by it. But let's face it, most people that do dry January are probably going to finish dry January on the 31st and on the 1st of Feb, they're going to go out there and they're going to have some wine and they're going to go out and have some drinks at the weekend and they're just going to go back into their old habits. So it never really truly amounts to anything. But they do say once you've tried, you know, something new for 30 days, it's, it starts to become a habit. So we'll see how many people stick to it. And Veganuary is a real big one for me. So um, I hear a lot of people discussing going vegan, basically an attempt to be healthier because they think that obviously veg- vegan diets, it's a lot of vegetables, no meat, no fatty meat or anything like that. And they think that by doing that, they'll be healthier and that they'll lose weight. But let me kind of tell you that that's wrong. So I'm not a vegan myself, but... <clears throat> I don't eat dairy anymore. So for example, I have to eat a lot of vegan cheese, a lot of vegan yogurts. Um, Now vegan milks like almond milk and things aren't too bad. They're fairly low in calories, but the yogurts and the cheese have a lot of fat. They have a lot of carbs and very, very little protein. Now I'll give you an example of this. So I used to have like that Farge 0% yogurt before I stopped eating dairy. And that's the yogurt that I used to always have with a little bit of protein powder in it maybe some cereal with it or some fruit or something like that. And that was basically mainly protein, no fat, very, very little carbs, and mainly a a nice high protein meal. Now that I don't have dairy and I have to have dairy-free yogurt, my yogurt is high in carbs, high in fat, and has very little protein. And it's the same with the cheese. So everyone out there has that eat lean cheese, um, which is a, which I used to have and is amazing because it's high in protein and it's low in fat. My cheese has zero protein. It has uh, lots of fat. It has lots of carbs. So I can literally only have a sprinkle of cheese on anything, which sucks, but that's the way it is. You know, if you want to go vegan, and obviously veganuary, I get that it's only for just one month, but please be mindful of the foods that you're eating. So while you think that there's a lot of vegetable-based foods and that it will be healthier, um, look at the labels. You'll be actually surprised that it's not. I've picked up some vegan meals that I put in the freezer. Um, Just one to try them because one's a mac and cheese and obviously I can't really have normal mac and cheese. And one's a spaghetti bolognese type thing just for something grab and go um, when I haven't got time to cook. Um, And I will fit those into my day, but they're very high in fat and very high in carbs. Um, 
and don't have as much protein in them as normal sort of ready meal things do. And yeah, if you're sub- substituting things like chicken for chickpeas, for example, um, great because vegetables, but you'll be surprised that obviously while uh, 100 grams of raw chicken contains about 24 grams of protein, zero carbs, uh, 100 grams of chickpeas is basically the opposite. So you've got 8.6 grams of protein in 100 grams of chickpeas and 24, so 27.4 grams of carbs. So it just shows you how if you're wanting to eat more protein and be healthier and want to sort of eat less carbs, that maybe doing a vegan diet probably isn't the best thing for you to do. Or if you are going to do that, try and look for some of the vegan meat substitutes. But even then, they have more carbs in them than normal meat does. So just be wary and just be mindful um, of what it is that you're eating when you're in the supermarket. So yeah, so this isn't me like boo-booing anything that I've spoken about today. Um, Obviously, everyone has their own opinion and what they want to do. Um, and obviously what works for them as well. So for example, like I said, Slimming World worked for me at the time. I've just learned from that and taken that kickstart that I needed and grown on my journey since then. But just obviously be mindful that the latest health kick or the latest health fad might not just be as healthy as you think. But as always, if you want any advice or want to speak about my experience of Slimming World or my experience on doing keto, things like that, then obviously just uh, drop me a message on my Instagram, which will be below. Um, I'm also going to put my email address um, in the description as well for people to suggest what who what they want on for guests, what they want me to speak about topics-wise, or to ask me any questions. Um, so feel free, drop me a message and um, I'll be sure to answer things in future podcasts and share your ideas. Well, that's all from me and I look forward to speaking to you again soon. Um, have a good evening and stay safe and I'll speak to you later. Bye.